the podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Recorded live. You know, at the time of uh, recording. You're listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast. The only podcast with a 30 minutes or less guarantee, or it's free. And now your host, Chad Bradley. Can I take your order? Hey, thanks for pressing play on the Hot Takeout Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find your favorite podcast at www.spreaker.com forward slash Studio DNA. Such a great lineup of episodes and shows there. I highly encourage that you check it out. Very quick disclaimer on this podcast, recorded in a new way. So there's going to be some moments where things fade out just a little bit, left them in best I could so you could hear them. Just know if it fades out, you didn't miss anything important. Well, this week's episode ushering in a little bit of a, of a menu change for the podcast. And I guess I should introduce myself as Chad Bradley, one of the hosts of the show. And if you're into semantics, you just realized I tipped my hand at the menu change. I started the show beginning of the year, this podcast, and it's been such a blast talking to musicians, artists, creators, uh, music industry individuals. And I felt that it was good, which it's always easy to think that something you create is really good. But I thought it would be better because I thought that it was missing something and that something I felt like was a different voice and not just a different voice, but a different perspective, a different angle, a different life experience. And with that said, I'm just so incredibly excited to introduce to you the new co-host of the show. She was a host of another podcast. She's worked in radio for a while. I find her to be incredibly sharp, quick-witted, and detail-oriented. <laughs> Welcome to the new co-host of Hot Takeout Podcast, Jill Victoria. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> All the way in Duluth, Minnesota. So Duluth, Minnesota is where you're currently at. And I thought this episode would just be fun for a couple different reasons. I want people to get to know who you are. Yep. I want people to get to know your weird food oddities or things you're allergic to, <laughs> things you refuse to eat, things you like outside of food, music, etc. But if you would just give me like the fastest overview, where you grew up, siblings, parents, first scar, like just, just like just really fast. <laughs> got it. Got it. I was born in Duluth, Minnesota. So basically after being born here and then with my dad's job changes and stuff, moved around, but found my way back here. Um, so grew up with four older siblings. So I am the baby of the family. I will just always be hearing that I'm the baby of the family or the reason why things happen was because she was the baby. You know, I'm just used to it. So that is a small little piece there. My family is awesome. And I would say that 
out of all of my siblings, I've been the social butterfly of the family or one of the main social butterflies of the family. So I was actually homeschooled up until my senior year of high school. And then the social butterfly in me was like, all right, it's time. I would really love to have a class to graduate with. And I had already had friends in um, youth group that went to that high school. And so basically just I would say my transition to high school was not like many people do. You basically cheated the system. Homeschool all the way through, like, because I was homeschooled too. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, it was very lax. It was very lax. Yeah. Probably illegally lax. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm far enough removed that I can say that out loud. So you went all the way through, and then your very last year, you went to high school. That's right. A yeah. real school. Hmm. I went to <laughs> my, you know, it's weird. So like, looking back, so my first day of school picture was also my first first day of school and my last first day of school all in one picture <laughs> it's kind Man, of crazy. don't lose that picture that's i know and then what happened and then um because i am a very indecisive person and i also didn't want to make a decision i would regret i had no idea what i wanted to go to school for absolutely none and it was also way too many options of where to go too and so i had learned about a program called youth with a mission or ywam and was like, hey, this is a missions organization. There's a school that's only five months. I could take a gap year and really just like solidify my relationship with Christ because I grew up in a Christian home. But there's a big difference when you choose to believe something because other people around you that you respect believe it versus you making that personal decision. And so I really wanted to make the personal side of that decision. And yeah. so I went and I did that for five months thinking, perfect, my life will be figured out by the end of this. I'm going to know what I want to do, where I want to go, who I want to be. And that definitely did not happen. God gave me a small little piece of, okay, go back and do another school. And long story short, I ended up doing three different programs within that school. And through that, learned how much I love just communication, teaching, and just all forms of those things, which two years after graduating that school, I found myself in radio. So... It was, yeah, yeah, like all these random pieces that God just kind of put together that I would have never seen coming just kind of happened. So those programs were based out of Montana, actually. And then in doing those programs, I traveled to Taiwan twice and India once. And that was awesome. I and just then, assume, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. You're good. You're good. Not really. <laughs> I just assume that going from like Montana to Taiwan is probably uh, just a little bit of a culture shock. Yes. So I had never even flown in a plane before flying to Taiwan. That was like, there were so many firsts <laughs> within that school because of that. And even in my mind, looking back, if you've seen any of the Home Alone movies where they are trying to rush to get to the plane on time or get to their gate, they've got all of their stuff and they're lugging it everywhere. That scene implanted itself in that moment in time when my team and I were trying to catch our flight to Taiwan and we were bringing musical instruments. And so we're all like just carrying all this stuff. And they had me be the designated cajon carrier. I don't know if you know what a cajon is, but it's a box drum that's very... 
like it's light, but it's cumbersome. And they put one of the smallest people on the team with that job, which I still don't really understand why they did that. But anyways, it was all right. And we got to our gain in time. But I just kept thinking, I feel like I'm in a movie right now. And this is about to be the first time I've ever flown too. So it was just kind of a mental picture. I think will always stick with me. (laughs) You don't really do anything like small. You're just like, "Mm, I'm going to to high school now after... 17 years of not. I'm going to go on a plane now and fly across the country, like across the world. That's not a short flight for the very first ever flight. No, it's not. That's a good way to put it, actually. I've never thought about that way. Like if you think about like jumping on a flight, a small flight, like first flight for me was like, I don't know, hour and a half. If you don't Mm -hmm. like it after an hour and a half, you know, you're getting off. But like Taiwan, you're on it for hours. Yes. How many hours was that flight? So I think we did three flights in total to get there. And the longest one was like 10 plus hours, I want to say. It was, whew, yeah. There's so many elements about just being in the air that long because your your body like inflates. <laughs> It feels yeah. like. And so then it like just you, like you just physically feel weird. But then it's a lot of work to get up and go to the bathroom if you have a middle seat. And so then you don't want to be like that person that's always like, oh, excuse me here. Wake up. Yeah. Sorry. Have to pee. Get out of my way. And you don't want to be that person. I forever will take the aisle seat for that very reason. I don't care <laughs> if people have to like get me up a thousand times, but I hate to be the person that's like, excuse me. I just just one more time. Yeah. That, Three ounces of Coke they gave me just running right through me. Excuse me, I have to get up. I actually, so I had a friend who recently um, flew to New Mexico and she was sitting down. She had the middle seat and the window seat was still open just about until they closed the gate. And then all of a sudden this guy with a ukulele gets on and she goes, I bet, I bet that guy is going to be sitting next to me. And sure enough, he comes and he sits down. And as he's making his way through the row to sit next to her, he's like, just so you know, I'm going to have to pee like a ton during this flight. So just want to warn you. And we're like, wow. At least he was honest. I've learned (laughs) never make eye contact with people on a flight because if you fly like Southwest, it's open seating. You, You just sit wherever you want. I have always learned headphones on, look down, and slightly look annoyed. And I'm I'm a a gruff anyway. I have like this default face that like I get the finger a lot when I'm driving because my (laughs) default face is just grumpy. It's just just is what it is. And I have to remember, oh, don't look so cranky today, Chad. Uh, But (laughs) I I just try to put my default face on, my headphones on, and I don't make eye contact with anybody. And it's worked out more times than it's not worked out. So Mm -hmm. I just... my, that's my life hack to the world. Okay, so basically what I'm hearing then is you actually probably would not like the kind of person that I am when I fly because in my mind, I and this has changed over time, but in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, we have an hour, two hours, however long the flight is, and you are sitting next to me. You're stuck. And so we can just chat. And I always kind of test the waters a little bit because I'm not going to force someone to have conversation. But I do like to test the waters. And so normally I wait to put earbuds in or get anything to look like I'm like focused on something. I let people sit down and then I always try to strike up a conversation. And then I feel like I can read people pretty well. So I can tell when they just don't want to talk. But if there's a little like little something there, then I'm like, perfect. Like we are on this flight for this amount of time. Do you have a a go to like icebreaker question? Like, hey, are those new socks? Like, oh, that that sure. (laughs) What's your opinion on pleats? Pro pleat? I, I don't know. What do you think? You know, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like the most obvious one is because you're traveling. You're asking like, what are you flying home? Or is this or, or is this like your destination? Or, you know, some people and it's funny because it's like there was a woman that I sat next to the last time I flew and she there, you know, there's some people that like don't have personal bubbles. 
and she was so sweet, but I was sitting in the window seat. And so I couldn't go anywhere, you know, like I'm kind of restricted by like what I'm surrounded with, but her face was so close to me that, and she was being so intentional and so kind and so personal, but I thought, wow, this is like, normally I'm the person that's like really talkative and really wants to strike up conversation. But in that moment, I was like a little bit overwhelmed because <laughs> there there were some personal bubbles that had being popped in that conversation. And, and so I just thought, no, like, it's fine. She just doesn't mind being so close to the person she's talking to <laughs> in a way where, you know, when you're close enough that your eyes bounce back and forth because you can't, you don't actually look at both eyes at once. Yes, that's too close. Yes, it was that type of close. So it wasn't like horribly close but it was just close enough that I thought, I don't, I'm not feeling super comfortable. When you meet somebody that is like you and it bugs you, that, mm. that's really when the most personal growth happens. I've met people that are always making jokes and I'm like, gosh, do you ever stop with the jokes? And then people <laughs> have said that to me and I'm like, man, that hurts. I'm, I'm sitting with me and I'm not liking what I'm experiencing. <laughs> I'm not liking me right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not liking me so much, even though it's like a, you got to find some you time. No, I need, I need to find some time away from me if I can. <laughs> Chad needs a break from Chad. <laughs> I just need a little me time away from me. That's I just need a break for myself. <laughs> you got into radio and I actually met you through podcasts, uh, podcasting. Yes. You were on a podcast that was, I would say, similar to mine. But you were on The Refuge podcast because your radio network that you were on was the Refuge Radio Network in Duluth in that part of the world. Yes, that is correct. Um, so I started there. Um, so at that point, there were two local Christian stations here in Duluth, and I had gotten connected with one of the two. And so started, it was called Refuge Radio, started there, was doing the midday show. And because I had done those missions organizations, I think God just really used that as a platform to just stir my heart for missions, whether that meant cross-culturally or locally, whether that meant you were in something that you you were paid for or you had to raise support, whatever it is, I just loved missions. And so even from the time I started working at that station, I just thought, okay, how can I use what I'm good at to just make this something that God really uses in big ways and through me? And so because I was trying to consider those things, I knew that generationally radio changes a lot, you know, like the way that the younger generations are viewing radio. And I say that as though I'm not part of it. I'm definitely part of the younger generation who's viewing it a different way. But knowing podcasts have become something that have just grown in popularity and people of all ages and sorts are listening to them more and more. And so it was just kind of through those thoughts that God just kind of led in the direction for our station um, as a staff to kind of pursue that. And so I had a chance to be part of that. And so we did that for actually most of this past year. But then in that time, our station actually merged with the other Christian station in town. And so because of that, that podcast chapter kind of closed. And that's one of the reasons why I'm super excited that this this chapter is opening because I love doing podcasts. So I'm pumped for this. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be good. And, and just on that note, like th- there are going to be some significant changes on the podcast, but not in a bad way. Um, so I, you know, <laughs> I think <laughs> that's like the most optimistic way of saying like, you know, this thing that you really like and you really enjoy, it's not going to be that anymore. It's going to be different. But change is good. Yeah. Change, <laughs> like change is great. Like changing your socks is incre- incredibly ha- uh, healthy. Uh, other change too. Um, but just 
just uh, like fun collaborative changes. Like one thing that I've noticed and one reason I was hoping to have a co-host on this show was that like what you saw was like all of that was from me, which I thought, you know, it's it's really easy to go. This is good. I am good at what I do. Uh, But I, I think it can be better when you have somebody else who's incredibly talented in a creative kind of challenge. And even some of our earlier conversations about you joining the, the podcast, it was that. It was like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And why, uh, while I said no to every single one of those things, I appreciated <laughs> where your spirit came from on those. Well, that's that's good. I'm glad. You know, I mean, I, I knew from the beginning you weren't going to take any of the suggestions, but you were going to listen, you know, and that's a start. So I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, that's about as good as it's going to get people. It's, everything's going to stay the same, but Jill's going to laugh a lot. So um, pretty much. That sounds right. <laughs> You're not going to be a giggle box, I promise you. It's it's a it's a two way a two way street. On that <laughs> note, uh, I think people should get to know you a little bit more in like ways that are super important, like food allergies. Do you have any of those? No food allergies, praise the Lord, because I have plenty of friends that do. And I thought I all the good things you have to take out, like the things that I'm eating, like gluten. I have so much respect for how you can shape an entire menu around not having gluten. Like it's exhausting. Yeah. Yes, it is. One of my favorite things is to go to like a, a, a donut store and be like, can you add extra gluten into this, please? Because I can and I'm not driving later. All of the gluten, please. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my mom, she will she'll if she orders like a Sunday, she likes to joke like, um, please no cherry because I'm on a diet. So if you could just, you know, just want to be careful about that or like diet Coke, you know, try to tries to make like still kind of poor decisions sound really great. And I, I just love it. <laughs> Every time she does that. Yeah, I worked in a restaurant for, for long enough to know that like people have the funniest ways of justifying what they eat. They're like, I'll have the steak with the, the mushrooms and the cheese and that the baked potato with extra butter, extra sour cream, cheese and bacon, please. And just make sure it's like dripping in butter. I just love butter so much. And then I'll, I'll have uh, the fries, cheese on it on, to- on top as well. And that little uh, fried onion thing that comes out beforehand, if you could make sure that that gets extra crispy. I love extra crispy. And then I'll also have a Diet Coke, please. And an ice water, just in case. Just so I look like I've got something else. <laughs> just so people say, wow, this person gets health food. They just get it. They understand. So no no food allergies. Is there any food that you despise, like things you refuse to eat? I would say I'm I'm not a picky eater, but there are certain... Um, if we want to go the route of a fast food place, I probably won't choose to eat on my own. I will go there. And I feel bad if people like this, this fast food place. That's great. But um, okay, so I love spicy chicken sandwiches. You get like a good crunch you know, from like the breading they put on it. And then it's not a kick that like takes away the spice too much, but you know, it's enough. And I was with some friends and they were like, let's go grab some lunch. You know, sounds great. That's what I was craving. And they pick Arby's. And so I go and I see they have a spicy chicken sandwich on the menu. And so I thought, yeah, this sounds great. Order it. And when I get it, I didn't realize the way they make their chicken sandwiches is they don't put like breading around it. They it's wet sauce. So it's not in the breading. Yeah. And so I got it and it was just like basically a little chicken with a bunch of sauce and just really spicy. And it it was so not good that I just thought even if Arby's has other foods that are amazing, that really did it in for me. I just don't think I'd go back. So was that your first experience with Arby's? Well, first in several years. Okay. I was wondering if it was like the plain thing and the school thing where you're just like, never been ordering the spicy chicken. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was pretty much like that. (laughs) Well, there you go. um, I'm I'm the kind of person, I don't do spice. Like I don't like hot. I don't like things that are going to make me sweat. 
I worked with a guy who was like, oh man, I'm going to have the spiciest, hottest uh, wings ever. And he was like, you know, where it like blisters the back of your throat. I love that. He's like, all the endorphins that come. I'm like, really? Wow. Okay. You don't want to be able to taste anything ever again because of the endorphins. Wow. I had a friend who um, she'd, she'd make popcorn and it's that microwave extra butter popcorn. And then she would add salt to it more salt and she would want to burn it just a little bit. So it's almost like slightly blackened microwaved popcorn with more salt. And she was like, it's just perfect when it starts to like burn my tongue just a little bit and not because of how hot it is because the salt, there was so much that it was like acidically burning her tongue. She's like, it's perfect. That's what I like. Nothing better than a chemical burn while you're watching a movie. Because then when you are watching the movie and people are chemically getting burned, you feel like you're in it. It's just a little too real at that point. Yeah. Hot and ready. What are some songs or artists that you dig both mainstream and or the CCMs uh, artists that you just like, you know, I'm jamming to this right now. I like it. Um, all right. So as far as kind of what's on my current playlist that I've been listening to a lot is Lauren Daigle's new album. Still just amazing. Of I mean, Come on. I mean, you can't not. <laughs> <laughs> she I just watched her do a performance on one of the late night shows and and maybe you saw this meme but she had this really beautiful dress on but it looked exactly like the backdrop of I think United Pursuits album cover yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or uh, Hillsong United or one of those one of the Hillsongs or one of the United's right uh, one, one of the mixes and it was just funny like oh didn't know that they stole Lauren Daigle's dress for the backdrop of their album um, <laughs> but no I mean she did such a good job so I've been listening to that quite a bit I also am a huge fan of Colony House yes Colony yes House. Uh, awesome uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman's sons the lead singer and the drummer yes and I got to see them perform with Switchfoot back in like uh, March or something yes. like that. Yes, I saw them for that same tour. The best rock show I've ever been to. Hands so down. So good. Yeah, I, you know, and there's something about like, I'm a big person that associates learning with music. And sometimes how that translates is certain, like I'll remember specific pieces of information only because there was like a song playing and it kind of the combo just like solidified that in my mind. And I will always remember they opened up with a song called You and I, and I've never seen them live before, but the way that they kind of intro it with the drums, there was just something about it that I was like, yep, I'm always going to remember this song as like your opener. It was so good. So good. I love them. They're just, they're just a perfect rock band, period. Yes. Yep. Yep. They're so good. And they have so, a new song right now. Yes. Looking for some light. Oh, that's the name. Actually, I'll, I'll admit to something very honestly. I may have written it down because I knew you might ask me this question. And because I'm such a planner, I was like, yep, I'm going to make some notes so that I'm prepared. <laughs> and that's why you're the co-host, because I'm an unplanner. And so I'm hoping that your positivity and planning will balance out my uh, lack of all of those things I just said. So here you are. Perfect. There we go. I like it. Best Reheated. What's an old group and or song that is always good. Well, no matter when or how you listen to it, it will always be perfection. Oh, um, Reliant K mm -hmm. is for sure a band that I think I'll always love. And there's what is the song? Okay, I'm I'm assuming you're pretty familiar with this band. Uh, one of their more popular songs. There's like a line in there. So maybe some preface. Th this is a band that um, I feel like for a while 
there was a certain style that people loved bands, even if the singer wasn't necessarily like amazing, but the way that their style was and their lyrics were just kind of funny, just all around, like it just worked. And they have a song called Sadie Hawkins Dance. And it's basically like, you know, I don't even know if it's a true story, but just talking about how he's in high school and he really wants this girl to ask him to a dance. And for whatever reason, that was the first song that I learned all of the lyrics to. I I don't know why that just ended up being like, I could say that that entire song full lyrically. And now my niece, by the way, who is 13, she knows that I love this song. She's listened to it enough that her and I will just now sing it in the car. And so there's many reasons why that song will probably be one of my favorites. In my khaki (laughs) pants, nothing better. (laughs) So you know the song then. I'm familiar with the song. I love Reliant K. In fact, um, they were one of those bands for a long time that they wrote songs that expressed how I felt, even though I didn't know how I was feeling. And the uh, same with Switchfoot, like early Switchfoot was that way. Uh, they they were just be, they were able to phrase things that was it was like I, that's how I was feeling. And I think that's how a lot of people like bands. Like the music is good, but usually when the lyrics connect in a way that like it's like yes, yes, that's what I was feeling. That's exactly what I was feeling. It's one of those deals, methinks. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Even Switchfoot, like one of their most popular songs, like Dare You to Move, Mm -hmm. even the line, like there's so many ways you could sing about like encouraging people to take action in something or anything. But the like the way they phrase it, like I dare you to do something, whatever it is, even if it's just like getting yourself up off the floor, like it's still in action. Like, I don't know. I mean, so many people know that song, but just exactly like you said, like I didn't know I needed to hear it that way. Yeah. Dare You to Move. That was the uh, theme song for Freeze Tag a few years ago. Freeze tag, the nope. freeze tag competition. No, I don't know that. Like an actual competition? It's not. Okay. It's a bad joke, and I'm uh, not going to read it because I want people to experience this awkwardness <laughs> in full form. Man, you know, normally I'm so good to catch those, but that one, that one definitely went over the head. That's okay. There will be more of that. There will be more of that. What is your happy meal? Something that you eat when you can. Anytime I see a Chick-fil-A, I get excited. So I feel like... <laughs> So, so let's see here. Lauren Daigle, Chick-fil-A. What Baptist church do you go to? That's what I want to know. <laughs> First Baptist of Duluth, not Second Baptist, First Baptist. And am, am I accurate in that? You know, no, it's funny. I don't currently attend a Baptist church, but I definitely did growing up. <laughs> well, because you're a homeschooler and that's how we homeschoolers get down. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, I yeah, it's just it's just funny to me because there's definitely some stereotypes like stereotypes develop because they're based out of some truth. You know, so when we talk about homeschooling stereotypes, it definitely has like some stereotypes, I'd say blow out of proportion a little bit, but there's definitely some truth to like just the bubbles. That's so funny. There's so many, there's a few times in my life, like I, I call something and it's so true, but I probably went to church with you. That's how, that's how funny it was. Is there a song that you're feeling right now that you're just like, this is so my jam right now? Well, I don't know if I if I say we might lose listeners because we haven't even entered the season yet. Yeah, so we stop. No. All right. Here's the thing. Phil Wickham. It's all his fault because he released his Christmas album the beginning of October. So you can blame it on Phil. And I love Christmas. We won't even go there yet because it's not even it's not close to being there yet. But just know that will be something that I will talk about in future episodes quite a bit. But I was listening through the album And I came across a song that has quickly become one of my favorites. And I'm not listening to it on repeat because I know it's not Christmas. But if you're asking a current song I've been listening to quite a bit right now, it would definitely be a Christmas song. For the record, what's the title? 
It is called Face of God. Okay, I feel like you get a pass on that one because it's not like a super Christmassy title. That's true, actually. Yes. I was kind of half waiting for you to just kind of passively try to finish up the episode and then find an excuse for why Jill was not in future episodes. <laughs> uh, you know, we just uh, creative differences. Um, we, we did one episode and that was enough. Right. If you want to listen to some Christmas music, that will get you pumped up and I feel like is like the opposite. It's like it's like two worlds collide Christmas music. Listen to any Christmas album from the band August Burns Red and it's the best Christmas metal ever. It's all instrumental. It's really? phenomenal. August Burns Red. Google it, Spotify it, Apple Music it. Uh, I don't think that's a verb. Apple Music it. That no, it's for really sure a verb. I think it's in it's in the dictionary. Well, now it is. There's like ten yeah. different, like so many words that were added recently. I'm just, I just not on board with. Can we stop adding words to the dictionary? We can't we make could, up new ones. <laughs> we could have a whole segment on words in the dictionary that just shouldn't be there. Which we might at some point. Who knows? That's true. So. You're homeschooled. You like Lauren Daigle. You're a Baptist churchgoer. <laughs> I feel like I'm really giving people a great, accurate picture of. <laughs> like, oh, it's going to be a super conservative podcast. Oh, oh, good. Glad I know that now. I mean, I could say how much I'm also listening to the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to help. I don't think, that's gonna, I, don't think that, I don't think that wins anybody over. There's yeah, few and far between that would appreciate that. I'm sure. <laughs> Leftovers. Before we're done here, Jill. Is there anything that you want anybody else to know about you to help them understand who you are and why you might say what you'll say on the show? I know that's kind of a tall order, but deal with it. <laughs> I like it. I would say that I am a huge fan of weird questions because I think it helps with fun conversations. So if any of our listeners ever have any just like random questions they want to throw at us, all the all the better. And also they'll probably hear me just talk a lot about kind of the passionate side of music in that God has used it in some pretty cool ways in my life. And so any chance we get to interview artists or just other people that care about the same things we do, I really am on board with that. So I kind of, I, I'd say, well, probably our listeners can expect a balance of dive in deep and also deep in the realm of all the fun, weird food, random question stuff too. Yeah, like all of that in like a crock pot that's been cooking for several hours that you can get in the drive-thru. <gasps> wow. <laughs> hey, there's an idea. I like that. A crock pot drive-thru. Crock pot to go. <laughs> but you, could you imagine how early you'd have to get up to get the crock pot ready for the time that maybe it's just one of those instant pressure cookers that you get the, the what do they call those? The speedy pots or whatever. Oh, um, it in instant pots the instant, instant pots pot. yeah <laughs> i don't have one uh but it sounds super sketch um, yeah speedy so. pot i think that i think that's <laughs> that's good it's like the off brand it's a speedy pot oh you mean instant <laughs> pot no speedy pot a moderately timed pot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're better to just use a fry pan <laughs> Moderately timed pot, which sounds like something that's going to get you sent to jail if you conceal it from... <laughs> Never mind. I've said too much. And... Or not enough. Or... <laughs> Well, no, no, we'll never know. We'll never know. We're going to yep. move on from here and episodes going forward. We're going to be interviewing same caliber of artists, some that you've never heard of, uh, some that you have heard of and everyone in between. Uh, one thing I value is just good conversation with people that get it, that aren't stuck in trying to make stuff happen, but just enjoy where they're at in life and where God has them. And they're good with letting God be God because he's better at it than we are. Well said. 
And then follow on social medias, wherever you find the internet connections. Search Hot Takeout Pod, whether on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and uh, follow, and we'll keep the conversation going there. And then download or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, comment, rate. Would love to have you follow us at Hot Takeout Podcast. Uh, uh, no way that.